BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech. And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, hmm, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Close again, everybody! Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week. Uh, most people, Monday through Friday, some Monday through Saturday. I'm sorry if that's you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I uh, appreciate y'all for being here. Yesterday, it was take the NFK to the doctor day. You're like, wait, what? It's been, uh, my God, months. But, you know, thank God. Again, this all goes back to thank. It's weird because when the NFK was living with Diana's other brother, the other half of the Doobie Brothers, David, um, there was no... Like, uh, it's almost like David had given up or something. I don't know, but there wasn't anyone really minding the store with our, with our beloved NFK when it comes to his health, you know, he was losing sensation in his feet and his, in his hands and his legs and his arms. And that was because of the de- degenerative neck issue, which has since been corrected. Uh, the bathing was completely optional. It's just, it's just not only extremely unhealthy, but just very, very gross. Drinking way too much. Very, very poor health. Uh, time was uh, eating away at him. I mean, he's going to die. Well, David dies. He moves in with us, the NFK. And, um, you know, Diana's like, well, you know, we got to, um, we got to freaking get you back to health. Okay. So that falls on me because for some reason 
I don't know. Those two just don't jive together when it comes to medical stuff. Plus, it's, you know, a little boy-on-boy action. That's what you want. Boy-on-boy action. Uh, So, slowly over time, we're we're fixing him. We're bringing him back like an old, beat-up, you know, 69 Chevy Chevelle. Except he's not really a muscle. He's more like a Chevy Vega, okay, to begin with. But uh, yesterday was the day when we go to get this, uh, uh, the the thoughts on what's up with his liver because uh, he went to this general doc and his uh, annual physical and he says, yeah, some, uh, you having some issues I noticed with your blood work, something liver related. Do you drink a lot? No. No, he, he does. It isn't so much that he gets drunk, but he drinks every single night. Just a few every single night. And for those of you that are like, well, boy, that that's me. Yeah, I know. This is what booze will do to your liver in a lot of cases. So uh, this freaking uh, ultrasound reveals abnormalities on the liver. Sets up yesterday's visit to a liver specialist. And uh, now here's the thing with the NFK. He oftentimes forgets why he's in the room. So I say to him, because the, the first thing they often say when you walk into a physician's office is they'll say, so why are you here? What's the problem? Now to him, there's no problem. Uh, either that or he forgets. So basically, he just kind of like, whenever they ask that, he's like, I, I don't know, he said I should be here. And he like gets all standoffish, just like that. So I'm expecting that. And that always makes the doctor like, well, what the fuck? You know, I mean, so I want to avoid that. So we're in the uh, waiting room. I go, so Kevin, uh, the reason why we're here is because, and I tell him everything I just told you, to avoid this awkwardness. We sit down, doctor walks in. She's got with him a resident dude who's uh, finishing up his education as a uh, same type of doctor, but early stages of his career, you know, residency. She goes, Mr. Kim here is going to ask you uh, some background information questions. I'm working with Mr. Kim today. And then uh, he'll relay that information to me as part of his, uh, is it okay if he is in here? Yes. No, or uh, yes, of course, no problem. And, uh, so they're working in tandem here, these two docs. Dr. Kim sits down. He's talking to, uh, and uh, he asks, so what brings you in here today? And I'm thinking, well, we got this covered. No, we don't. Because Kevin goes, I don't know. <laughs> he starts doing the fucking hand, gets agitated immediately. Zero to a hundred. And I said, under the advice of his primary care physician, some blood work was a little abnormal, led to some imaging, which produced results that showed some abnormalities on the liver. Thus, we are here. Okay. But Kevin has this tendency whenever anyone like this person uh, starts asking questions, he immediately 
gets pissed off. Simplest questions. How are you? What's the trouble? Uh, you experience an, just very basic shit. And he just gets fucking defensive as fuck. Now, I haven't had to do yet what I ended up doing. Going into yesterday, I'd never had to actually intervene. Yesterday, I did intervene. Because this guy, um, he doesn't know Kevin. And so he's just getting medical history. And asking him questions. And so uh, the topic of uh, medicines you're taking comes up and... Kevin explains he's taking this anti-seizure medication. Oh, are you having seizures? No, no, I haven't had a seizure in 25 years. He starts yelling at him. I'm like, oh, no. And uh, then the guy asks about seizures again. And Kevin goes, seizures are B. We're here for A. He's like using illustrations and, 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 and showing things with his hands just like I'm doing right now. And I, I go... Can you excuse this for a minute? I'm actually doing the can you excuse me card. I go, Doc, can you give us one minute? And he goes, sure. Doc gets up and walks out. I turn my chair to him. And I go, Kevin, he is getting information that he needs for his job to treat you better answer yes or no without moving your body do not scrunch up your face don't yell at him answer his questions calmly do you understand yeah okay no problem no problem at all fuck thought I had this taken care of. Doc comes in. Kevin uh, starts answering his questions as best as he can, and we proceed. Doc gets all sorts of information. Dr. Kim leaves. Dr. Kim goes and talks to Dr. Bartnick. Dr. Bartnick is the queen of the forest when it comes to uh, endocrine glands, liver, things like that. They also, uh, Doc also did a, uh, oh, by the way, the doc says to me, he goes, and who are you? Why are you here? I go, I am the eyes. I said, I am the taxi and the ears of this operation. Sometimes things don't get processed the way they should with our old buddy, the NFK. So that's why I'm here. Are you his caregiver? Yes. Okay. Um, so then he lays Kevin down and he's pushing on his belly. He's looking at his hands and uh, he's looking for telltale signs of full-blown cirrhosis, I find out. And Kevin has none. None of those things. So uh, we come to find out. So then after that all ends, this doc, Dr. Kim, walks out. He goes and talks to the main doc who then comes in. Um, and she basically has all this information and she does the same type of physical tests on him. So she's just basically validating what the resident has already figured out. And they're, you know, 
I concur. I concur. I concur. Did you ever see that movie? Uh, fucking, what was that movie? With DiCaprio, when he's, like, brilliant, and he fucking pulls a fast one on Tom Hanks. Uh, catch up to me? What the fuck was that? And it was great. It was a great movie. I concur. I concur. Do you concur? I concur. They all concur. Catch me if you can. So then, uh, back to Dr. Kim, though. Dr. Kim was like, um, no judging. This is already after Kevin's bitten his head off. No judging here, but, uh, how much alcohol do you drink? A couple. Okay, how much specifically? Two or three. How often? Every day. Now, I think doctors know that if people say a couple or two or three, that usually means like 10. But he actually does only drink like two or three a day, every day. Uh, has it always been that way? He goes, oh, I don't know. I mean, uh, he, he's kind of like being evasive, the NFK, about his drinking. So right away, I'm thinking this is this is where the, this is what they're going to park on. This is this is the big snake in the grass right here. Uh, doctor number two comes in. I concur. I concur. I concur. And uh, she does all the tests, and she goes, "Okay, let me explain this to you." Now she was awesome because, uh, first of all, she's really cute, and I think the NFK was smitten, and uh, he was ready to listen to her. She goes, typically with cirrhosis, there's two type of explanations. One, the first one I'm describing to you is not you yet. That is, you're going to die in two or three years. Uh, your liver is shot uh, and there's no turning back. She also goes on to describe the uh, how the liver works. She goes, it's one of the few organs that regenerates. So like if person A donated a piece of, of his or her liver to person B, person A's liver would grow back and person B's new liver chunk would grow into a full liver. That's awesome. How great is that? You know, but with cirrhosis, the injury that it causes to the liver, it just causes scarring. Liver never recovers. You die. That's it. And uh, she goes, you do not have this, this type of cirrhosis. However, you have cirrhosis. And you can't drink anymore. It's, it's like, oh, bum, 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 bum. I concur. He's like, uh, well, first she says, how many beers? And he says two or three. And then after a little bit more conversation, she goes, have you only ever drank two to three beers every day for your entire life? No. Back when I was living with my brother, I drank more, which I was shocked that he revealed. And I was shocked at this too. I think he was smitten by her charms because she said, how much did you drink when you live with your brother? He says, I don't know, 10, 10 beers a day, every day. And, uh, and he goes, yeah, but I only drink two to three now. And she goes, it's too much. Zero is the number. And he says, well, what about NA beer? She goes, no beer, no alcohol, not even if the Lions win the Super Bowl or the Tigers win the World Series. Can you have a celebra celebratory bit of alcohol? You have cirrhosis. It is not consuming your liver yet, but it's going to. You must stop drinking right now. Do you understand me? 
Yes. <laughs> so I'm just sitting there like, I'm not moving, and he's not moving, and I know he's listening because he's not getting agitated with her. He knows she needs business. And so she just fucking puts him on the fast track to sobriety right there. It scares the shit out of him. She goes, yeah, if you don't stop drinking, you're going to die. And she goes, it's going to be a painful death. You don't want that. So I'm like, oh, shit, buddy. And uh, she goes, now, um, I have medicine that will stop the craving of alcoholism or uh, of wanting alcohol. And then uh, I jumped in. I go, you know, he recently had uh, serious neck surgery and he was on narcotics for the pain. And he stopped drinking immediately and did not, he did great. You know, for like months, he didn't have a drop to drink. But uh, he said, well, yeah, but I still want that medicine for the cravings. So she prescribed that. And she goes, well, typically when we do that, we suggest counseling too. And he right away wrinkles up his face like, oh, fuck that shit. And uh, he goes, I, I don't want to have to do that. She goes, okay, well, it would help you. I recommend it. But if you don't want it, you don't want it. This doctor was great. So then she scheduled a couple other things. Uh, endoscopy, which they go in and look at your stomach, to the mouth, and a colonoscopy. Same doctor, same day, both ends. That's not till December. So God knows what the fuck they're going to find then. I mean, that'll be the next thing. Holy shit. Um, but, wow. Oh, my God. Just hit him right between the eyes but he took it well he took it really well um after that rough start we got off to my man you know so i got in the car with him i go hey buddy i hey sorry about the news uh the worst news was he can't drink anymore he just gets in the habit so then he goes can you stop and get me more chew <laughs> like great now we're gonna get mouth cancer and then uh, he started to get pissed off. He goes, God damn it. I go, what? What is it? I can't find caffeine-free diet, uh, caffeine-free Coke anywhere. That's what I want to drink now. Caffeine-free Coke, caffeine-free Dr. Pepper. So it won't keep me up a goddamn night. Shit, fuck. I go, oh, well, just pull over and get it. Get it and I'll have it for you in less than 30 seconds. What the fuck is wrong with you? I can't find it anywhere. Well, this is not a problem. I will get you this. And sure enough, we had it by the end of the night. I'm telling you. Baby Jesus said, it's either both of you die or one of you dies. Between the Doobie Brothers. Because he knew that we would bring whichever one didn't die into the household to be a uh, fixer-upper. A real fixer-upper. Jesus. But not bad. Not bad. So uh, he does have cirrhosis. Um, and so every six months, they have to take a look at the liver. But he has very early cirrhosis. And this can be stopped. So let that be a lesson for you. You're destroying your liver. You could be destroying your liver. Um. That clip, Jesus Christ, 
It just stands out to me. It's perfect. When our old pal uh, Kevin Kuypers was getting shit-faced and he announced no more beer for Kevin. God, where is that? No more beer. No more beer bongs. No beer bongs. No more beer for Kevin. No more beer. No more beer for Kevin. <laughs> oh, shit. So that's the latest. Wow. Um, I don't know what I did, but I cannot see anything that you all are saying. Nope. There. Are, now I can. Now I can. Aha. So we'll see where this takes us. <clears throat> Heineken makes one that says 0% on the front label. Yeah, we're just going to skip it. Zero, uh, zero percent alcohol. Pugs on the wing is, uh, trying to get me to implement pot into the game plan for the NFK. Nah, I think generally we're just going to keep it at uh, caffeine free Coke. Runner girl says that explains why Kenny hasn't been banned yet today. No, I, I always want to ban Kenny. He just talks too goddamn much. Um, What's interesting about Kenny is every single day, like clockwork, he says the same damn thing. He always complains that he Twitch did not tell him that the damn show was started. And I don't know if he thinks that if he announces it, anyone will start to care. Someone will start to care or it will correct itself. But that's how it goes with Kenny. If it pops in his brain, he's going to tell us all. And then we all scratch our head like, why the fuck are you even talking? And why are you even telling us this? I, I've i never understood it. What the hell is wrong with you? Who gives a shit that Twitch doesn't tell you that the damn show started? What makes you think any of the people... Enjoying this show, listening to whatever the hell I'm talking about. Gives a shit about you and your stupid fucking Twitch notifications. Have you ever thought about that? You are a pain in the ass. Make, make no point. Make, make, there, there, there's no, there's no gray area there. You are absolutely a pain in the ass. And just for thinking about it, it annoys me. So I'm going to delete you for the day. No, I'm going to delete you for 10 minutes. I'm going to time you out for 10 minutes just because you deserve it. No one gives a shit about Twitch notifications. Dumbass. Eat 10 minutes. I didn't get my Twitch notification. Shut up. God. So annoying. Say something that's worthwhile. 
God. What a pain in the ass. And it's like, you know, you know what um, makes a person the pain in the ass? When I look at um, like the column of comments, and it's always the same person. It's it's like 15 to 1, always, every day, okay? So this is what I want you to do. When something pops into your pea brain, nine times, don't type it. On the 10th, you can type it. So that you make like three or four comments a show. That's it. Not 400 that's what you should do. You should set that up as a goal. Uh, divide the show into four half-hour segments. And you get one comment per half hour. I wish I had the ability to set that up so that it could time out where you can only make a comment every 30 minutes. That would make me so happy. Aram says, I don't know why he's beating up on his favorite listener. Yeah, let me, Aram, you're right there with him, okay? You are right there with him because it's annoying. Again, it all boils down to half of my problems on this planet with this show are with fucking people on the comments. It's always been that way. Too, it's just too goddamn much. I would love to be able to interact with you people, but all I see is fuckface Kenny on there every goddamn show. Jesus. This is what got all of the problems with that whole bunch of fucking losers. I finally had to say, shut the fuck up, and then they got all butthurt and left. That was part of the crux of all of this. Well, it's going to happen again. Shut the fuck up. God. Why does it, why do we have to have this conversation so often? Unbelievable. All right. Nevertheless, we roll on from the Valdrenes Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. If you're following the show on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, thank you. Please, though, I'm going to cut you loose. You got to follow on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. As always, you can download the show wherever uh, the audio podcast, wherever you download shows. Just search Eric Zane Show Podcast and you can uh, get it on demand. And of course, on Twitch, you can always um, watch the show after it finishes. Watch the replay on Twitch. So uh, with that in mind, I'm going to send you folks on your way, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. YouTube brought to you by Frank, uh, Frank, Frank Fuss, my policy shop insurance. You can email the show anytime, eric at ericsancho.com on the Shoreliner striping inbox. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech. And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags.
see uh, sleeping dogs behind me. There's a uh, a blue or uh, black fucking dog leash uh, attached to Bruce, and uh, it's because the little bastard has this gash on his face that it starts to scab up, and then he drags it on the carpet and rips it open, and uh, he will not put up with the cone of shame so now i have to basically keep him on a leash inside of this household can you believe that poor guy uh all right so where i live this is boy this is happening a lot um there is uproar there hold on a second uh josh brown says i think you should free kenny yeah, you know what? You're right there with them, you fucking MAGA scum. Take 10 minutes and shut the fuck up, you bad haircut fucking wannabe fireman fuck. Shut up! I've had enough! Shut the fuck up! Jesus. Where I live, every time I turn around, some library is banning books. The latest is a book called Gender Queer in the community of Spring Lake, Michigan. Now, you need to know that in this book, I'm going to show you some of the uh, screenshots from the book that are the problem. But first, let's get to the issue here. People now, when you when you hear about it, you're like, oh, on, on its uh, on its face, it's just a bunch of uh, bigots in this community. All right, let's find out. Audio check, video check. Here we go. Public school board made the decision whether to allow a book about gender and sexual identity to remain in the high school library. News 8's Byron Tollefson's in Spring Lake where the meeting just wrapped up. Byron, what happened? In a close 4-3 vote, the Spring Lake Public School Board voted to remove the book Gender Queer from the high school library. This is a memoir written by Maya Kobabe, and it's about the author's journey to gender and sexual identity. Earlier this year, a parent filed a complaint over this book because of graphic sexual images in it. A district committee decided to keep the book in the library, but the parent appealed that decision to the school board, bringing us to tonight. Now, in voting to remove this book to Tonight, the majority of board members felt the book is too sexually explicit and visually graphic for kids. There is one important exception in this decision, though. Kids can still get the book through a school counselor, social worker, or school psychologist, but only with parental consent. And I will be honest, the pictures were uncomfortable. I did not like them, um, some of them. I understood why the author... Obviously, you're writing a graphic novel. The pictures are going to be there. Um, but I, I do understand people's concern as to what those pictures are. I also understand the, the book itself and the importance of the story that it tells. The explicit uh, and graphic nature of the photos, not being on the review committee, but um, are images that I do not want my children to visually see. 
laughing because I know what the visuals are. You're not going to believe this shit. The three school board members who voted to keep this book are concerned that this is going to create a slippery slope of banning books. They also say that the memoir is important representation for LGBTQ plus students serving a larger purpose. The truth is our LGBTQ plus students may be fighting and struggling for much of their lives. They need these books like they need oxygen especially given the notable scarcity of out role models in this community. Look around. But more than that, they need our affirmation, especially right now. Now, sure. Okay, now, I will say that everything she just said does make after this decision Hold was on. made the I'll school finish board that thought. allowed public comment giving the people who were against the book a chance to speak but one of the parents went over the 3 minute time limit so what happened is the school board members walked out because the parent didn't stop talking and when they returned about a minute later the school board president promptly ended the meeting uh, live in Spring Lake Byron Tollefson yeah i wish i could have seen that i i, I wish school season can be a time that brings i wish that this story had you know, crazy people uh, yelling into the microphone. But I don't know why they didn't cover that. Okay. <sighs> Let's get into what this book is all about. <clears throat> now, the website that I pulled this from is some conservative, you know, weirdo fucking site. But they did um, take pictures of the illustrations in this book and um, posted them. So we're going to go over those things. All right. This is from the book Gender Queer. Uh, it, 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 obviously, illustrations and uh, a graphic novel, and in this in this portion, this is the story of this uh, this character who is a chick but doesn't want to be a chick and is uh, transgendered. So uh, as you see here, hiding my period became extremely important to me. For two entire school years, I successfully avoided ever using a school bathroom. I'd often wear the same pad for so long that the dried blood turned to dark crumbles resembling coffee grounds. Now, that's gross, okay, but I mean... That, that that's something that is relatable because the person who wrote this book, not, not for me or you or whatever, but, um, to someone who's going through maybe what this person is going through. So I, I, I want you to kind of wrap your mind around context. Yes, that's awful, but that actually happened to this person to this day. A huge number of my nightmares involve menstrual blood. I'll feel the familiar sensation of hot blood gushing from my body. Oh, no. And then look at this. When I, when I make it to the bathroom, I'll find my legs smeared with blood from waist to knees. That's like the bad dream that this uh, uh, born a woman wants to become a dude experiences. Oh, my God. That's awful. In seventh grade, my mom bought me my first bra. I've liked that it flattened my tiny boobs into non-existence, but I hated that I needed it at all. I started daydreaming about getting breast cancer, thinking it would give me the perfect excuse to have my breasts removed. Gives you an idea what someone who's uh, going through this is all about. And I, I, I honestly, I don't have a problem with any of this. 
Uh, since then, there have been several cases of cancer in my family, so I know how terrible that sounds. This is like her, her depicting her. That's like her, you know, that image. I'd like to say I never think about that anymore, but that would not be true. Uh, it's, it's unfortunate. The boys around me seemed as yet unravaged by puberty. I wished I was one of them. Uh, if I could have removed the vagina out of my body after that experience, I would have in lieu of that. I promised myself that nothing would enter it ever again. Okay. All right. You get an idea what's going on here. In fact, I'm shocked when a friend says I'm not really into slash or gay comics. I don't know what that means. I've never heard that term. What? Really? I thought gay porn was universal. All right. Later, she described herself as heteroflexible and tried to explain why she liked lesbian porn more than gay porn. I think it's because I just don't know how to assign a sensation to a body part that I don't have. And then chick who wants to be a dude says, I assign sensation to a body part. I don't have all the time. Sometimes I can almost feel where it would be resting against my thigh. Okay. Uh, all right. Now it's starting to get heat. It's starting to heat up here. When I was 14 or so, I told a close friend, I think I'm asexual. You can't be. I've seen you lust after people. Well, yeah, but not very often, and I don't enjoy it. So the character's like struggling. And then there's this. Uh, it's a depiction of uh, uh, Plato's Symposium. So you see two dudes here with, with hard-ons. Now, I can just say that all of what I've seen so far in this graphic novel I can't, this never occurred in any library that for a school that I went to. Okay. No idea. And, um, so this alone is, um, unusual to me. Now, under the context of today and, um, and what kids go through now, I mean, kids come out of the closet all the time. And then, um, usually they, they don't really have anyone to talk to, which is what that person on the school board was saying. So, all right. I mean, I can actually understand. However, let's continue. In this portion of the book, the off, the author is talking about getting a dildo and talking about my first orgasm now we're getting into an area that i'm like holy fuck why why was this jesus i mean i guess in the context of when i was this i was you know in the 1980s no this would not fly so we have to kind of wrap our mind around the context of 2022 and this is more out in the open i guess and let's be perfectly honest here Kids start looking at porno at like a very young age. Now we were not exposed to pornography unless it was by accident. Well, sure. We'd seek it out, but there was no place to get it anywhere. So sexually, everything's changed from the eyes of an adult. This material is fucked up. 
But I don't know if this is that big of an, uh, a deal for a young person. Um, the character says the way she talks about orgasms makes me wonder if actually if I've ever, never had one, I guess I should get one of these and try it. <laughs> okay. Now our character, our hero, I think these are both chicks that want to become dudes. Um, so you see the representation, you know, they're, they're not wearing makeup. They don't look girly. And this is a very normal thing. Well, this is where a lot of people exist. You know, I mean, I don't know. Oh boy. Let me just finish my thoughts before I decide on this, before I, 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 I rule on this, uh, on this whole thing. There's uh that's no big deal. I have literally uh, all of the hair on every, I shave all. Wait, I have literally all of the hair on every part of my body. Have you ever shaved your pubic hair? Nope. And here are these two. They're holding hands. That's so brave. Brave. I always thought of it as lazy. Okay, now look at this. Look at this. This is in. Now, uh, the one chick has a strap on. And the other chick is going to town on the strap on. Prior to that. Uh, our, our hero here is getting, uh, sexted and, um, I got a new strap on harness today. I can't wait to put it on, uh, put it on you. It will fit my favorite dildo perfectly. You are going to look so hot. I can't wait to have your cock in my mouth. I'm going to give you the blow job of your life. Then I want you inside me. So holy shit, this is all. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think now we're getting to a point where all of the things, I think maybe it was kind of like maybe a little over the line, a little, little, a little wonky, but I think now we're right here in this spot with cock inside of me and with uh, giving oral to a strap on. I don't, I don't know, man. Now, uh, our hero here doesn't like it. I can't feel anything. This was much hotter when it was only my imagination. Hey, uh, hey, Z. Hey, Zane. So apparently this is me here. Let's try something else. Of course. That's, I don't know, man. But again, this is the context of 52-year-old dude. Is this... Yeah, I, I I, can't say that this is appropriate. It's too much. You know? This is just too fucking much. You can't have... Uh, put my cock in you and, and guy sucking on a... Or chick sucking on a strap on and say... Uh, I don't know, man. Later talking to my best friend. I hate it. I hate having boobs in a period. I hate buying bras and underwear. I hate feeling. So we're getting the idea. She, she hates being a chick. All right. I want to be a dude. So we haven't even gotten to the worst part yet, by the way. So now we're now, now it's coming back. We're getting to, um, 
past this whole sensual moment and the one girl is telling the other girl, hey, look, it's going to be okay. When I finally got old enough to not be embarrassed talking about this stuff with my sister. Okay, this is the conversation that our hero is having with the sister. It never really occurred to you to put something into your vagina, not even a finger. It really didn't. So you've never tasted yourself? The one Is this what you chicks do to each other? Do you talk about tasting yourself? And the girl says, "What? No, you. Wait, you have?" By the way, it's weird that sisters would sit like this. I would never have done that with my brother, nor would I ever have had any of these discussions with my brother. This chick says, ha ha, of course you should try. And then the next panel, it says, and so, and here's our hero. And look, it says vagina slime on the finger. What? All right. So this is what these people were all bitching about in the meeting. And they couldn't really get into it in the news that they focus on uh, uh, putting cocks inside of people and uh, uh, strap-on blowjobs and vagina slime. (laughs) Shit. What the fuck? Ah. Linda says, this is a conversation I will never have with my sister. Uh, Chris says, this is a lot. Yeah, I know, man. That's what I thought. I was, I was shocked by this. This is, this is what's on the school library shelf. Uh, I was 11 or 12 years old the first time I can remember fantasizing about having a penis. So then our hero talks about how the, how look at, and then there's actually like, uh, two people having sex. Uh, for years, my standard method of masturbation was stuffing a sock into the front of my pants and manipulating the bulge. Memorably, I got off once while driving just by rubbing the front of my jeans and imagining getting a blowjob. All right, so that's the good, the bad, and the ugly of the book Gender Queer. <sighs> hmm. Well, um, yeah, that, that's a lot. I don't. I don't know if with clear conscience, I could say that this book needs to be on the shelves at a school. Chris says, yeah, this is just porno. Kind of. It's, it's informational. It really is. And I think that it's, um, I mean, it, it, it definitely is graphic. But I think it explains the plight of what these uh, what people go through. Uh, Jesus, soft 
informational porno. And I guess my question is, um, what really is the problem here? Is the problem because parents are, they feel uncomfortable? Okay. Or is it something else? Because if it's just a parent saying, well, this makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, well, maybe, but at the same time, it might actually make someone who is going through that. Uh, they're like, oh, maybe I'm not a fucking idiot. Maybe I'm not crazy. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I think actually um, the story coming out is going to uh, draw more attention to this. So if you are a person that is uh, struggling with their sexuality and their gender to some degree, um, that knowing that this is a book, maybe this is something that they would want to check out. I don't know. Make them feel better. I have no idea. But, um, you know, I mean... uh, Who gives a shit? At the end of the day, I don't think it's going to change anybody's mind. I think some parents, some of these crazy fucks in Spring Lake are like, oh my God, this is going to make my daughter taste her vag slime. You know, it's going to make her uh, having some type of uh, sexual uh, uh, meltdown. I I, I don't think that 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 is true at all. So whatever, you know, I think that if this is what you're worried about, what your kids are exposed to, trust me, you've got bigger problems. Do I think that this book should be banned from libraries? No, I don't. I don't think it's bad at all. Well, I mean, it's graphic, but whatever. Sex is sex. Um, in fact, I think they should probably introduce it younger, you know, that should be like something you give to a kid when they're five. You need, you need to give this to your kids. That's the first book that they ever look at. In my opinion, the very, very forget curious George and cat in the hat. I want gender queer. Josh writes, if parents are so naive that they don't think kids know about this, have tried some of this, they better wake up. Oh, you're not kidding. Jesus. And in a lot of cases, this will probably alleviate some of the pressure on some of these kids because they don't know what the fuck's going on in their brain. You know? My God. But what a big deal. So I, I'm just disappointed because the damn TV story on the news, uh, I, I wanted parents yelling. I wanted, think of the children. They're looking at porno. Yeah, this is nothing compared to what they see every single day on their phones. You know, I remember when my kids got phones and I was like, you know, I really should police the phone. And then the first day I was like, all right, let's take a look at what you've been looking at here. And then, uh, I never did it again. You know why? Cause it's a pain in the ass. 
Most parents do that. Are you, you, you put like safety things on it so that they like, uh, can't look at anything. All they can look at is like Nickelodeon or something like that or national geographic. Dad, I can't even do my homework. I need the phone. Can you take off the restrictions? Yeah, sure. Uh, he runs in the bathroom, pounds his butt. Corey suggests parents need to talk to their kids instead of getting everything banned. No, fuck that too. Now let them figure it out on their own. If you go to your kid and say, Hey, I want to talk to you about tasting yourself and vag slime and beating off. They're going to want to, they're going to become serial killers. All right. Just let it go. They'll figure it out. You know, that's, that's, that's priority one to them. Priority one is sex. Priority two is drugs. Okay. Jesus. By the way, Amanda looks like she needs a banning. I don't know why. It just I see, I see her name enough. I, I I'm just letting you know when I, when I see P R B Y Amanda Lynn when I see a name too much. I just I just want to ban it. It's just like shut the fuck up. That's what gets Kenny in trouble. When I see too much domination of the chat, I'm just like shut it. Shut it. Give somebody else a chance to talk, please. God. All right. Um, Patreon bonus podcast goes on today after this show. In fact, I've got uh, smarter than a former drug dealer trivia at 1030 with Dale. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. The open and live stream of today's show brought to you by Frank Fuss, my policy shop insurance, 616-914-4070. If you are in between jobs or your employer does not offer insurance or you're self-employed, it is uh, imperative that you get health care and you can afford it. You just haven't talked to the right person. Reach out to Frank Fuss and he'll put you on the uh, right path to getting you and your family insured with health insurance. 616-914-4070 today. He's also the Social Security slash Medicare Advantage Plan expert. Frank will get you uh, all set, ready to go. And his services are free. Thank you very much. Open enrollment for healthcare.gov begins November 1. Comedy at fullhousecomedy.com. Um, if you want to go see a comedy show, that's where you go in West Michigan. Venues all over the area. Billy's Lounge, 7 p.m., Eric Newman. Friday, Dan Cummins at the Listening Room. Also Friday, Kelsey Cook at the Grand Rapids Comedy Club. Also Friday, Eric Newman, Park Theater. Also Friday, Dan Cummins, second show, 9 p.m. So, uh, boy, in fact, Dan Cummins is doing shows Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Different locations. Everything, including tickets for Michael Rapoport and Kevin Nealon, coming up in November at fullhousecomedy.com. Just 
Senor Martinez wants you to call him if you uh, want any work done on your furnace or air conditioners. Uh, furnace units need to be cleaned every heating season. 616-516-8579 for A and E heating and cooling. And if you need a new furnace installed, um, Joe will install the Comfort Maker brand of furnaces and air conditioners. 616-516-8579. You guys want to go around the radio dial? Let's do that. Break things up for us. Here we are on the far left side of the dial. Love public radio. Kidding me? Listen to that. You know, you know, we can send you back. Right. So it's always dealing with that, you know, that fear of going back. And it was tough. It was definitely a challenge. And I think many people listening to us may not have focused on this before. You had to pay fees from your paycheck of the cost of your own supervision while on parole. Yeah. So that's another thing. Every single time I got a check. Three percent. Ah. That's very royal. Religious. Okay, yeah. It just has a vibe. You can always just smell it coming a million miles away. Can you imagine if there was a radio station that was... Uh, same style of music just every set of lyrics was about satanism you are the dark lord you are the dark lord you lift me up dark lord guide me to sin yes serial killing is my calling card lift me up Dark Lord. three Moody Radio, that's Rend Collective with Counting Every Blessing. What a good reminder. I actually have just been thinking recently, we're coming up on November. I'm not trying to push things because I know we're in the middle of October here. Yeah. <laughs> but last November, uh-huh. we did a no complaining challenge for the whole month of November. I think we, I think it, we might do that again this year. No complaining on air or just no complaining? No complaining. They got three people on the show. For the month of November. No complaining no November. November, but yeah, with yeah. gratitude. Yep. <laughs> with gratitude. <laughs> Here's a complaint you're not putting out. You put that one together. I'm, I'm, I'm having a little trouble with that. No shave November, but with gratitude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose there might be some people who wouldn't be grateful that you're not shaving, but I, I'm... That's well, right. You're talking about my muff. But anyway... Mm. That's another story. That's another story. <laughs> ah, yeah. I wouldn't like it anyway. It, it, I've tried doing the no shave thing or well, actually growing a beard for a, a, a Easter presentation. Try to look like Nicodemus. Oh, nope. N- nope. nope. You it were was, just a clean shaven Nick. I was, no, I wasn't clean shaven, but it was oh. a very sad beard. That's <laughs> all I can say. It wasn't as nice as mine. No, not yeah. even close. Not even close. Ben has a noteworthy close. beard. If you haven't seen Ben's beard, you need to head to Perry and Shauna Mornings on social media. And there's a picture of the whole team there. So you can see what Ben looks like and put a face with a name. 
behind the hair. And that was before I took two and a half inches the, off. Of that's true. It's trimmed up a little it's bit now. It's trimmed up. So. Well, hey, thank you for trusting us with your morning and for starting the day with us. It is such a privilege to kick off the day with you and to just keep our eyes focused on Jesus. You are doing it. You're becoming like Jesus a little bit more. Every Talk day. about vag slide. Doing it together. We'll see you tomorrow. That's it? You're done? Wait. Thanks for oh, listening. Oh, it's 9 a.m. 89.3 WGNB, Zealand, Holland, Muskegon, Grand Rapids. Through this evening for our listening airport. Slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. Oh, fucking space oddity, man. David Bowie. WKLQ Holland Grand Rapids. Our Cumulus Media Station. This is the Q94.5. It's different here. It's 25K bonus pay on the Q94.5. Text the national keyword to 95819. Send the keyword in. Chance at 100 bucks, and you'll be instantly qualified for national content. The weekend again. Holy shit. Be in your car. You don't need to be near your radio. If you have a phone in your pocket and the ESPN app on it, you got your boys live. 97, baby, L-A-V. I built this radio station. I've been driving my life, my hands wet on a wheel. It is the voice of my head that drives my heels. It's my baby calls it, I need you. Freebeerandhotwings.com as well. There we go. We want to take our little Photoshop challenge of Joe from the VR performance last night yeah it is quite the photo to start off with tiktok instagram facebook and twitter at fbhw show free beer that's me hot wings there hi joe here yeah let's steve hello kelly hello. rachel in there it's time to play carl's question box or ask the internet and now we're, we've moved on to the app where they've added a bunch more mm. so it's carl's question app this is always fun i like watching the videos of comedians and celebrities. Okay, this first one. The question box. It's fun. Chris uh, writes, please everyone stop. Everyone can do the first one. Okay? Okay. All right. okay. okay. Who would like to go first? Well, I just got to get the first, first question, guys. Kelly? Sure. For this, you are single. Okay. You've been on a sexual drought for some time. This will oh. apply to everyone. Use your imagination. Okay. <laughs> I can do it. You go out to the club. Mm-hmm. And there's lots to choose from. Kenny, okay. shut You're up. Quit telling me what to do. You flip Seriously, the coin and if up. it's heads, you can choose anyone you want and they will want to have sex with you in that moment. Whoever, whomever it is. Mm-hmm. But if it lands on tails. Oh, 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 yes. 
This is uh, 101.3, the, not, not the brew, the station I'm on. What's it called again? Big 101 something? I don't know. At times, we will suffer persecution for doing this. Very religious community, as you all know. She also said... ...years ago, but before COVID. And, Mojo. Uh, which, well, I guess was years ago. And I will... Three three zero twenty six eighty eight. Call Grapids Heating and Cooling right now. A lot more people are doing them. All right, that's it. Your trip around the radio dial. Love it. Famous people acting like assholes. The first is Bill Murray. So Bill Murray got. Um, he settled with the chick that he tried to rape on the set of some movie. And he gave the chick a hundred thousand dollars to shut up, which I thought was way too low. This gross fuck, uh, starts making out with, with, uh, some 20 something year old chick and then grinding on her. So that's weird. hundred thousand dollars. And now everybody is coming out and saying how much of an asshole this guy is. Um, Rob Schneider was on some podcast and saying um, that Murray, when he would uh, show return to Saturday Night Live to host, he would hate on everyone. He would hate on Chris Farley. He's hating on Adam Sandler. Everybody loves him, but he hates everyone. And then this one, Seth Green, when he was nine years old, I forget why he was even there. I think his mom had something to do with the show. And uh, he did a spot on Saturday Night Live when Mary Gross was one of the on-scene anchor people for the news. So Green obviously got into showbiz at a young age. So he's on the set of Saturday Night Live and he's backstage sitting uh, not on the couch, but on the arm of a couch watching like cartoons or something like that. And Bill Murray comes walking in and sees nine-year-old Seth Green and says, hey, get out of my chair. And then the kid, nine-year-old Seth Green says, he's scared to death, but he's like, nah, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to. I don't want to get out of the chair. Holy shit. And then. Apparently, Bill Murray grabbed him by the ankles and is holding him upside down and threw him actually into a garbage can. Holy fuck. Seth Green, latest actor, to come forward with a story accusing Bill Murray of being an asshole. Um, he, re- he revealed this on some YouTube podcast, whatever the fuck. Um... He was killing time backstage. Murray came in and made a big stink about me being in his seat. Green said, I was like, this is absurd. I'm sitting on the arm of the couch. There's several lengths of the sofa. Kindly fuck off. And he was like, that's my chair. 
Uh, although Green's mom suggested that her son move so that Murray could sit wherever he wanted. The mom's like, come on, that's Bill Murray. You want to get the fuck out of the chair? Green, at nine years old, remained steadfast and refused to give up the seat, the comedian said. Are you this much of a jerk, this rude, this rude to tell a nine-year-old to get out of your chair? What is this power play? Well, I'm actually team Bill Murray on this. If I can get out of the chair, you little fuck. He picked me up by my ankles, held me upside down, dangled me over a trash can, and said the trash goes in the trash can. And I was uh, screaming. I swung my arms, flailing wildly, full contact with Bill Murray's balls. He dropped me in a trash can. The trash can falls over. I was horrified. I ran away, hid under the table in my dressing room, and just cried. Variety reached out to Murray's representative for comment. Green's story comes in the heels of Gina Davis's revelation that Murray was allegedly inappropriate with her during the making of their 1990 comedy, Quick Change. Davis said Murray tried to use a massage device on her during their first meeting and later, later screamed at her on set. So, and now everybody's coming out on, on Bill Murray now. They're saying this guy is just a fucking asshole. All right, I can't... I can't uh, I can't indict Bill Murray and what Seth Green says. A nine-year-old Seth Green said. There has to be more to this. And even if there's not, who cares? It's nine-year-old Seth Green. It's actually pretty funny. I'm kind of glad it happened. The other one is James Corden. Now, um, you would think that what you uh, see and hear on, on TV and whatever is uh, 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 fucking cab show whatever the fuck it is when he sings with people cab karaoke or uber singing whatever the fuck it is uh, this guy is sweet as peaches all the time but no it's a famous restaurant in new york called baltazar where if you got money you go to baltazar if you want to be seen you go to baltazar guy runs a place uh, has to put up with a lot of uh, annoying behavior from crazy fucking rich people. But says, I have very rarely uh, ever 86 to customer. I guess in the restaurant industry to 86 means you are actually, you are not allowed, you're banned, and I'm refusing service to you. James Corden got 86th the way this unfolded James Corden banned um hold on a second here I'm backing up here shit where is the initial story in um aha here it is I guess dude walked in there and was a total asshole. According to the person who runs the restaurant, James, this is when it all went down. James Corden is a hugely gifted comedian. Um, but a tiny cretin of a man and the most abusive customer to my Baltazar servers since the restaurant opened 25 years ago. I don't often 86 a customer. Today, I 86 Corden. I did not make, it, it did not make me laugh. Here are two examples of the funny man's treatment of my staff. 
Managers report one. So he's been like uh, banking these and saving them. In June, James Corden was here on table 61. Although this is diabolical, it happens very occasionally in all restaurants. After eating all of his main course, Corden showed a hair to Baltazar manager known as G, keeping their identity safe it was very very apologetic so he he ate it all and then said hey there's a hair most people would say there's a hair in the food it's turned my stomach will you start over please and you know that doesn't matter if you're at fucking waffle house or at baltazar that's you know they're gonna start over and get, get you a new plate but this guy ate all the food Uh, manager G was very apologetic. Uh, Corden was extremely nasty to G and said, get us another round of drinks this second and also take care of all of our drinks so far. This way I won't write any nasty reviews in Yelp or anything like that. Manager's report number two. Corden back at Baltazar, uh, back at Baltazar with his wife, October 9th for brunch. He asked for a table outside. Brunch made her D. Allie Walters took the party to table 301. Corden's wife ordered an egg yolk omelet with gru- Gruyere cheese and a salad. Few minutes after they received the food, Corden called their server, MK, and told her there was a small bit of egg white mixed with the egg yolk. Who the fuck sits down with an egg yolk omelet and inspects it for a dash of egg white in the egg yolk omelet? Are you kidding me? MK informed floor manager G again. The kitchen remade the dish. They sent it out. However, they sent it out with home fries instead of salad. By the way, who the fuck orders a salad for brunch? Everybody knows that if it's brunch, It's eggs, sausage, bacon. That's it. Maybe some steak. Because it was sent out a second time, and this time wrong, Corden began yelling like crazy to the server. You can't do your job. You can't do your job. Maybe I should go into the kitchen and cook the omelet myself. MK was very apologetic and brought G over to the table. He returned the dish and after that, everything was fine. He gave them promo champagne glasses to smooth smooth things out. G said that Corden was pleasant to him, but nasty to the server. MK was very shaken, but professional that she has continued to finish her shift. Oh my God. What a cock. Yeah, you just spit on his food. You just, you you jizz in the food. You wipe your asshole with the omelet. 
That's what you're going to get. You fat fucking dick. God, fuck you, you asshole. There is an update to this story. Um, the latest is the person who runs a restaurant, G, they've lifted the ban. They have reversed the ban on James Corden. James Corden realized that everyone in the world was talking about him being a cocksucker. So he reached out to, um, the restaurant and apologized and they have lifted the ban. Yeah. Unbelievable. That is the latest New York restaurant reverses ban on James Corden after initially calling him a tiny cretin of a man and accusing him of uh, abusing the staff. Um, In a follow-up Instagram post, McNally said, James Corden just called me and apologized profusely. He added, anyone magnanimous enough to apologize to a deadbeat layabout like me and my staff doesn't deserve to be banned from anywhere, especially Baltazar. Baltazar, which opened in Soho in 1997, is frequented by celebrities and New York elites. The trendy Manhattan restaurant is known for serving 1,500 people a day. Representatives for Corden and Baltazar did not immediately respond to insider's request for comment. I don't know about that. I don't know if you want to do that. I would say, um, I accept your apology. Um, but unless there is a cash transaction, um, you're not welcome here. You will not treat my, I mean, you got to stand firm. You can forgive. Okay. But the ban still stands. I forgive you for that, but let the record state that uh, no one is allowed to treat any human being like that. Okay? Now, if they were at the restaurant and there was a man there visiting who saved up all his pennies to basically, um, and he gets there and he sits down, and then he won't shut up. And he makes a comment about everything, like out loud. And everyone is getting annoyed with him. And though not making a fuss, uh, you know, th- it's, it's like everything within his line of sight, there is a loud comment for everyone in the restaurant to hear. Like he's talking about the quality of the glasses and how wet the water is. And the food and the decor and uh, uh, Twitch notifications. It is okay to throw that man out. You should do that. No one should have to deal with that. So we have Bill Murray acting like an asshole and James Corden acting like an asshole. I don't know about the Murray one. Because, again, it was Seth Green, a nine-year-old Seth Green. Hell, Seth Green is annoying as an adult. Can you imagine him when he's a kid? And James Corden, and that a quick that quick about face on Corden. I don't, man. 
That is weird. I don't know if I'd have done that. All right. I have a brand new sponsor on the show. M37 Hackers. So, for context, M37 Hackers is a business startup that was just created out of thin air by Jacob Bennett from Bennett Flooring Installation. Jacob Bennett is like, he's turning into like a fucking uh, uh, a business guru. He's, he created Bennett Flooring Installation from the ground up, and now he is going down the road of entertainment. So M37 Hackers is a golf simulation entertainment complex that is not yet open. Right now, they're doing all of the interior work, drywall, paint, golf simulators, golf clubs, all this shit. And we're going to get together and have parties there, similar to what we do, excuse me, at TC Paintball. In fact, the rumor is we're going to have a free event for Eric Zancho podcast listeners. So if you are into golf, even if you're not into golf, now this is golf that I could really love, okay? I don't have to walk anywhere. You're hitting the ball on a golf simulator. There are other companies that do this stuff similarly in and around Grand Rapids that I've been to and I loved. But I want you to go to M37 Hackers. True, you're making the trip to beautiful Middleville, Michigan. But that area of uh, this region is booming. So just know that in Middleville, Middleville, Michigan, right on M37, you will find M37 hackers. All right. And I'm looking forward to them getting underway. So the uh, golf simulation uh, business where you can hang out. Now, I also know that Jacob is uh, he's going to have, you can like book it for private parties. And then you bring your own beer and wine in. Okay. They can't sell you wine yet. So that's something that's down the road, but they wanted to get the simulation, these simulators installed so that we can get to having fun uh, on the, you know, actually playing golf at the establishment. M37 hackers. You can follow them online. If you search M37 hackers on Facebook or just go to ericsaintshow.com, click on the logo, and uh, that'll take you directly to their Facebook page. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. If you are in the market for a loan for your home, reach out to them, 231-332-6505. They can get you a loan from anywhere in the United States, no matter where you are, with the exception of Alaska, Maine, Hawaii, and South Carolina. 231-332-6505 for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Whether it's a refi, your first mortgage, your 10th mortgage, does not matter. They will help you out. NMLS number 3035 for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. While I'm at it, the Kent County Health Department has asked me to remind you that if you or someone you know or love is having a hard time getting food on the table, please, please 
reach out to the Kent County Health Department. The WIC program is something you pay into your entire life. All right? Women, infant, children. The WIC program. That can help you keep the family fed. I know that's tough, a tough thing to talk about. And it might not be you, as I said, but it might be like uh, friends of the family, loved ones. You never know. Encourage them to go to accesskent.com slash health for all the information you need about that. Okay. I don't want you to go anywhere. I've got more coming up. But uh, Eric has to go potty. All right. I will be right back.
a dog fart in here is just, oh, God. I'm just, like, bathing in it, the amount of dog fart. And it doesn't, like, leave. And I don't know if they if it happens and then the fart is, um, is like, uh, so strong it doesn't leave at all. The one fart, or if they continue to like uh, accumulate more and more fart, and they're all the same flavor, so I think it's all just one dog. So I, I, my God. Uh, question: Chris writes, "Is there bad blood with Threads podcast now because of the sponsor reads, or was it a joke?" What do you, what is it? I have a, I have a request when it comes to, uh, 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 comments. First of all, there's too many. Second of all, can I get context? How come I never get context? I, it always uh, is a mystery to me. I want you to, when you ask me questions, pretend I'm an idiot and I have no information. The more background, the better. I don't know what the fuck anyone is talking about. Jesus. This is, this happens all the time. And then Chris follows up with, sorry, LOL. Jason said there was a comment on a Facebook post or something. I don't know. Well, if you don't know, how the fuck am I going to know? I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Jesus. Comments. Yeah. Can't live with them and can't live without them. And that is absolutely true when it comes to comments. Cannot live with them. Cannot live without them. Need them. Need them and love them. Don't need them and hate them. It is, there is no in between. None. Oh, so annoying. Fuck me. Uh, this is the story that was going around about um, the uh, Twitch con, which is just another way to get Stupid people to spend money. Yeah, come to the TwitchCon and you will be a better, uh, a better uh, a show producer or show creator if you come to TwitchCon. Adriana Chechik is a popular Twitch streamer. She's also like in porno. So I guess she'll like uh, do a porno and then she'll uh, go on Twitch and talk about her porno or something like that. I don't know. She went to TwitchCon to try to be a better Twitch streamer. Now at TwitchCon, they had like, um, like a big foam pit. Full of like foam cubes. And they do the old uh, uh, American Gladiators deal. Where you like face off. 
and hit each other with these stupid things while you're on a platform. And so she's the brunette porn star and she's taken on the blonde porn star. So they're like hitting each other with these stupid things. And then, uh, this is where it gets weird because the blonde loses the, uh, big fight. The, uh, brunette Adriana Chechich, she wins the big, uh, match and everybody claps. And then she's all, she wants to get down from this little platform. So she jumps into these cubes problem. There's not enough cubes. And, um, basically she just jumps onto concrete and her ass hits the concrete and you'll be able to tell in this audio check video check that she's injured keep your eye on her face when she jumps down here check it out Okay, did you see that? She injured herself badly. Um, that was a hell of an acrobatic move by her when she jumped off of it and then did that big kick. She's so happy. Okay, but when she hit, she hit the concrete and her lumbar spine compressed and broke. She broke her back. Because the foam pit was not safe. Sense of her own. Great victory there. On fight three. There's a closer two, view of it. One fight. Big crosshead, lots of pressure here on the perpendicular. These porn stars probably wanted to stick those things into each other's vaginas. Okay, she's hurt. And so, uh, when that happened, she went to the hospital and, uh, oh man, she is screwed up bad. And, uh, here, here, this porn star is now, and she's in the hospital and, uh, her back is, is she's lucky she wasn't paralyzed and she's pissed off because no one from the TwitchCon has reached out to her. And so, my God, this sounds like a, uh, a, a perfect opportunity for a massive lawsuit. Nick suggests years of pile drivers weakened the bones. You see, that's what I love about Nick. You see Nick's comments like once every hour. And it's funny. That's how you become a favored commenter on the Eric Zane Show podcast. He's not an asshole giving me uh, nothing with just uh, and, and just 800 comments. He's, he's, he's appropriate. It's perfect. He doesn't say anything unless he has something that's pertinent or funny to say. That's why Nick is exceptional. Well done, Nick. So now she is, um, well, this is just setting up for a hell of a lawsuit. Adriana Chechik, the streamer who broke her back in two places, said Twitch has not reached out to her. Experts said the company 
will face a negligence suit. Uh, You would never know that something horrible happened at the foam pit at TwitchCon if you followed their official pages. The streaming platform has spent recent days highlighting good times at its signature conference, refusing to answer questions related to the foam pit or offer comment on the condition of Adriana Chechik, the streamer and porn star who broke her back and had a five-hour surgery this week to treat it. Um, this is uh, Adriana. Audio check, video check. Trying to move now. I mean, if if she... Good job. By the way, she's still pretty hot. Really concentrate on your breathing. Uh, even though, you know, she's in the hospital recovering. Um, a little bit less, but burning more. Okay. Oh. Good to see you off. Can you do a little march, move your feet around? Maybe we can go to the sink and yeah. maybe just like freshen up a little bit. She's going to go freshen up. at. The, they're telling the porn star to go freshen up at the sink. So I don't know how much money she makes as a porn star, but if she makes a lot of money as a porn star and now she can't do porno or stream on Twitch, I mean, that's, and it's because of the foam pit. This is open and shut. She won't have to do porno anymore. Over here. Right? I mean, if you make your living in porno. I know what I'm going to do with fresh and everything is. I'll grab it. Oh, you got it right oh, All right, great. Oh, shit. Yeah, this is screwed up. Man. Kenny writes, burning more? Is she talking about her vag? There you go, boy. Well done. You made a joke. You actually added something to the show for the first time in days other than just pissing me off. That is, you see, that's how you do it. You take your time. You don't throw 800 comments out there. You actually put a decent joke out. Again, dismiss most of what you say because it's useless and everyone hates it. The 1% of the time that you have something, go with it. Go for it. Have fun with it. That's how you do it. You fucking ding dong. While not commenting on Chechik's injuries publicly is somewhat understandable, lawyers that spoke to Gizmodo about the case said it wasn't surprising. What seems striking and heartless is that the streaming platform has not even reached out to Chechik privately. On Wednesday, the streamer revealed that no one from Twitch, the convention center where TwitchCon was hosted, or Lenovo, the company that sponsored the booth from the foam pit or with the foam pit, had gotten in touch with her, not even to simply wish her a quick recovery. That's because they're scared shitless. So she's going to sue Twitch, um, the convention center, Lenovo. Woo. I find it odd that no one from any, from any of the convention centers, the booth, or Twitch has even sent well wishes. Chechik tweeted after she got 
out of a five and a half hour surgery. I get not talking about it publicly, but saying no nice words to me so far is kind of fucked up. Oh, they're dead. They are so dead. Another streamer also um, was injured in the foam pit. Also said that they, that uh, Locke Van Ness, that's the streamer, has heard nothing from either Twitch or Lenovo about the incident. Locke Van Ness dislocated her knee and sprained her ankle while jumping slight, lightly to get off of the podium. My God. So this thing's just a, there was just a shit show, a broken back, dislocated knee. Gizmodo spoke to three spine surgeons to get a better idea of porn star's injury. Although the doctors we spoke to did not have access to the streamer's medical records and had limited info, they analyzed her jump into the foam pit and public statements about the care she's been receiving to try to paint a picture of what happened. Um, two of the doctors we spoke to stated that it was possible Chechik suffered a compression fracture when one vertebral body compresses on another. The force involved can cause weakness, breakage, or fracture. Uh. Adriana Chechik wrote, Surgery went well. Five hours, 30 minutes. More fusions than expected. Bones completely crushed and nerve damage to my bladder. Hopefully I'll be able to pee again in the near future. Then she wrote no more squirting probably. Now, is she talking about like in pornos, you see women squirt. You see that? I don't know if you ever caught that, but it's a trend where, they figured out that if you really work that thing, there's going to be like juice flying out of her vagina. Uh, now, people really like that. Some people really like I know Ben's a big fan of that. So if she makes a lot of money on being able to squirt and now she can't. We're talking. Wow. Now we're getting into the real dollar figures. I also had some bleeding around the bone, but overall doing good. Unless if she's talking about um, uh, just peeing, I won't be able to. No more squirt. I, it can't. But she's got to be talking about the, the graphic sexual maneuver of squirting. Right? So she announces... The big thing everyone's got. Yeah, I, I, first of all, let's get the heavy duty news out of the way. No more squirting. I'm not even kidding. That's exactly what she wrote. There, no more squirting, probably. Oh my God. I did not want to show you that. Fucking A. Jesus Christ. You, you click on her name and all of a sudden there's porno there. Now I'm going to get in some kind of trouble. <laughs> Note to self, do not click on porn stars avatar. Nick writes, 
Her final squirt was spinal fluid. Holy shit. Well, best of luck. Sounds like a lawsuit waiting to happen, frankly. Um, road to recovery. Let's see. According to a spinal professor, months. This will take months to heal. Uh, late on Thursday, Chechik also addressed people who have criticized her for jumping into the foam pit. Some folks, including in Gizmodo's comment section, have called her stupid for jumping or said she got what she asked for. Her message, don't blame the victim. For the people asking, why did you jump? Don't try and turn me into the bad guy. I am among all of those who assumed it was met with proper safety precautions. It's like getting into a car, assuming the airbag will work, and it doesn't. She tweeted, I'm not at fault. None of the victims injured are. I agree. I agree. Okay, so let's say she makes a million dollars a year to be able to shoot liquid out of her privates, and she no longer can because of this. I mean, my God. If whatever her age is, she's like, well, yeah, I plan on doing 10 more years of videos like this. Um, you got to sue for that amount of you if you can't earn that now. Jesus. Who knew that the undoing of Twitch would be because of a porn star and a foam pit? I'm guessing this will be the last time that they actually do this. Um, just so we're all on the same page, the attaboy that Kenny got, he then follows it up with shit. He adds, my mouth is watering. That's a horrible joke. And then for some reason he wrote pew, 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 LOL. That's why you're stupid. These are examples. These are things that, uh, Nick would never do. Nick writes good jokes when he writes anything. If he writes anything, it's a good joke. You write one good joke out of a hundred comments. That makes you actually worse. I would rather have you do a hundred terrible comments and no good jokes. That This is all in an effort to make you a, a better, wiser writer on this show. And by the way, I know you have two handles. I know that you have another one called Not Kenny. I know that that's you. So whenever I block you for 10 minutes, I'm going to block the other one too. And he follows it up by then writing more. You see, now I'm going to block you for 10 minutes and I'm going to block your other identity for 10 minutes. Actually, I'm just going to ban that one permanently. I know it's you, so that, that one's banned. I'm on to you. I know what you're capable of, and I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to take over the show and make this the Kenny show, but I'm not going to allow that to happen. It's not going to happen. Forget that. All right. Um, an update on the Tennessee Volunteers 
goalposts. So uh, the guy, first of all, you got to see this video. This is just fantastic. I realize that if you're listening to the audio podcast, you won't see it, but I'll, I'll link the story up. But um, there's a clip that I, I want you to see. It's just remarkable. It's shot from like a, a drone or something like that. Um, and I, I don't think I've ever really seen anything like this. Uh, looking down at uh, Neyland Stadium. All right. First of all, look at all of these people. It's just a big blob of orange. It's uh, not the best resolution. I think it'll it'll kind of fix itself as the video rolls. But in it... So long from Rocky Top. Okay. There's the goalposts right here. Now watch them vanish. Watch the goalposts. They're, they're still upright at this point. By the way, if I'm down there, I would be scared to death of like when it breaks, you know, uh, a, a busted part of goalposts like going through me. Yeah, there it broke. Now watch this. Look at these hillbillies. These are animals. Look at they just disappear. It's like a horde. Oh, they're gone. Did they eat them? Okay. This is the president of the University of Tennessee, Randy Boyd. Randy, how much is that going to cost? It doesn't matter. He loves it. Randy, how much is that going to cost? It doesn't matter. every year. Okay. He said it does. You heard him. He said it doesn't matter. We got to do this every year. Okay. Now, there's no secret that um, schools like this have billions with a B dollars. Okay. Um, like when, when Penn state, uh, had all those penalties, uh, levied against them for all those kids that Jerry Sandusky put his ding dong into, they paid hundreds of millions of dollars to victims. Chris says, by the way, he said it, it done matter. true it doesn't matter i speak tennessee um you know so schools have so much damn money yet this school i give them credit they then did a fundraiser to pay their fine that they got and to pay for new goalposts because 
The NCAA fined him $100,000 because they allowed the fans out of the field. They didn't have any security there. They didn't give a shit. It doesn't matter. So the NCAA fined him $100,000. Plus, they they said, quote, we got to get new goalposts. Like they don't have them, you know? And uh, then they did a fundraiser, which I believe they're pretty close to getting all of the money they need to actually pay the fine and pay for the goalpost. So they basically make the students and the donors pay for that shit instead of uh, tapping into the hundreds of millions of dollars that this fucking school has. Linda, who, uh, of course, fan of Alabama... Uh, she says, never have, uh, has there been a dumber group of people in one place. That's true. I've been to those games. Those fans are the worst. They're horrible. They're horrible human beings. Uh, and I don't have a dog in the fight. I don't root for Alabama or Tennessee. I don't give a shit. She adds, he's a dumb hick, too. Act like you've been there before, you animals. Yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ. You won one fucking football game, and they're passing out cigars. Come on, give me a fucking break. You act like you just won, like, your fifth national championship in a row. Grow up, you fucking idiots. That behavior and what they did... And carrying on like the lunatics that they are made me want to root for uh, Georgia to beat them uh, in the next big game that they have. I would say go Georgia. Because if you're Alabama, I talked about this yesterday, you still have a shot to be in the Final Four. You beat Georgia in uh, in your own game, and you're right there. Don't worry about it. When your team hasn't won since 2006 against Alabama, that's how you act like a fucking lunatic piece of shit. Give me a break. All right. Um, on the Patreon, I want to tell you about four guys in Oklahoma who got the bright idea to, quote, hit a lick which I had never heard of in my life. They said they wanted to hit a lick. And I guess that means rob someone. And the guy that they had in mind to rob was a guy who owned a scrapyard. So they went and tried to steal a bunch of scrap to sell. Okay. And, um, that's just, I mean, if they, if it went that way, they'd be happy. These four guys, it did not go that way. And wait until you hear how it actually went. It went horribly wrong. And they will they they ended up not really hitting a lick. It it something terrible happened. And you you got to hear what because no matter what you're thinking, unless you've already heard the story, please don't ruin it. Uh no matter what you're thinking, what actually happened is more outrageous than what you're thinking. And I'm going to tell you about that on the Patreon. Okay. I also have an update on Herschel Walker. Did you see the story where Herschel Walker 
had um he had gotten like in, in the in the debate the most recent debate he had with Ralph Warnock and they're competing for a Senate seat. Warnock is the Democrat and Walker is the Republican. And uh, to show that he is pro cop, he pulled out a like a uh, you know like when you were a kid and you go to one of those um uh I don't know maybe like a fundraiser and the local fire department is there with the Dalmatian dog and you can get in the fire truck and they put the fire hat on you and they give you like a badge. And then the police are there and you go and you get your little junior detective police badge. He had a junior detective badge on him and he used it as a prop. And he said, uh, I, I support the police. I'm a police supporter. I am honorary member of the police. And I am here to support the cops. And so I, I can pull you over. <laughs> he pulled out a fucking junior sheriff badge. And everyone was like, what, what the fuck is that? It, 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 it like says junior sheriff on it or some shit. He, and he, oh, it's fucking hilarious, this guy. I have an update on him. I know I just gave an update on him, but I've got another update on this idiot. I've got video that I'm a share of a man getting attacked by a bear and what he had to do to get away from it. He had to punch the bear in the face. And I have video of a guy actually punching a bear in the fucking face. He had a GoPro and you can see his hand punch the fucking bear and the bear went, ah, shit, and ran away. It's incredible. And I've got a great fan fight at a baseball game. That's all in the Patreon. Plus, we're probably going to rip Kenny a new asshole. Okay. All right. I see he's... Yeah, that, that that's how it goes. I um I ban him for 10 minutes. And then um, if, he hap- if the 10 minutes happens to ex- expire, then he's a little cautious about getting back into the game. And then he thinks he's funny and writes stupid shit. And then I ban him again. So that's probably going to continue. And it should, frankly. Kenny's not funny. Nine out of ten times, he's not funny. And then he gets a funny one in. And he thinks he's hysterical. And no matter what he puts up there on the fucking chat is gold. But it's not. It's shit. All right. (sighs) Asshole of the day is next. And I want you to think about who can be the asshole of the day. And I want you to write it down in the chat. You see? See how that works? I actually am telling you to participate on the chat. Who is the asshole of the day? Before we get to that, though, if you are a listener of this show... Please consider, if you are in the state of Michigan, to visiting the website golm.org. That is for giftoflifemichigan.org. Outside of the state of Michigan, registerme.org. Once you go there, you're going to fill out a form. It's going to take you two and a half minutes to do it, maybe less. And what that does, that allows, in the unlikely event that you pass away, Suddenly, your organs are going to be harvested 
and put into people who are dying, who need life-saving organ transplants, and you will save their lives. Thank you. You can't take it with you. GOLM.org in the state of Michigan. RegisterMe.org out of the state of Michigan. Thank you. Blue Frost IT is the managed IT service provider of the show. When it comes to your business, if you have to update your technology, please consider calling on Blue Frost IT if you are within the state of Michigan. Frankly, I'm guessing you could probably do this if you are outside of the state of Michigan electronically. There. I just gave you another revenue stream, Blue Frost IT. Sit down for a 30-minute complimentary consultation. In that time, you will find out exactly what you need to make your business home with a tech upgrade. And then they will help you make the purchase and help you set everything up. Blue Frost IT. Online at bluefrostit.com or call them at 616-285-50. The number one rated IT firm in the state of Michigan as voted on by their peers at ITCon. Now with a foam pit. And batting last in the lineup today is Sarah Honda Granville. If you're in the market for a new or certified owned, pre-owned, I'm sorry, certified pre-owned vehicle, call upon Sarah Honda Granville. S-E-R-R-A, SarahHondaGranville.com. Go there, test drive a brand new vehicle. Yeah, I love the Honda Pilot. I want to take one home today. They will say you cannot. And you will say why. And you will say because your car is not here. Like, what are you talking about? I love this car. I know it's not here. You got to pre-order it. You got to tell us all of the things you want on it. All of the, uh, yeah, I want that. No, I don't want that. Yeah, I want that. Or give it all to me. I want the top of the line. Then some dude on the assembly line gets your order. Build your car, customize for you. It says right on it, Kenny's Honda. And then they deliver the Honda to Sarah Honda Granville and you pick it up. That's how it works. Or if you want to drive away in a car today, get a certified pre-owned car. There's hundreds on the lot. They'll last a long, long time. Yes, they've been driven before, but they're certified pre-owned. They're like new. SarahHondaGranville.com. Aha. Kim writes this. Hello, Eric. This is Kim at Riverbend Body Shop. Just wanted to let you know we have your vehicle completed and ready for pickup today at 3 p.m. We are here until 5 p.m. If you could please let us know what time you plan to pick up. Also, at time of pickup, we will need to collect $1,282.10. We do not accept personal checks over $500. However, we do accept cashier checks and all major credit cards. Thank you. That is the cost for ignoring all of the alarms on Diana's brand new Honda Accord that we bought from Sarah Honda Granville. And though I have a backup camera with about four different angles on it and alarms all around the car going beep, beep, beep. Hey, asshole, there's a car behind you. Stop. I did not stop. And I smashed her car. And now it is repaired. 
And that's going to make Pooh Bear very, 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 very happy. All right. Asshole of the day. The Dirty Donut Race suggests Kenny, my pal Dan. No. No, 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 no. Kenny does not get asshole of the day. He's been beaten up mercilessly today, rightfully so. Some of you, uh, actually a lot of you have. Josh got hammered. Um, uh, uh, Chris D got hammered. Kyle says that fat fuck Corbin is asshole of the day. Spring Lake School Board. I don't know about that. Can you not understand where they're coming from? I mean, I don't think that that book should be banned. I mean, but think about it. There's a point. Not everybody is as progressive as your old pal Eric Zane. I don't think that book should be banned. But these are hillbillies. And all they see is they remember the, the image where the character has dipped her finger into her vagina and it says vag slime. So I don't, I don't know if, if you, I don't blame them. I still don't think it should be banned. Our kids see far worse. That's a, that's a a book, a character book. There's, there's actual real videos. I guarantee you that your kid, if they are, all right. I'm guessing that a lot of the audience members have young kids. Like Sam the Jew right there. He has a child that's under one, I'm guessing. That child is already addicted to porno. I know it sounds ridiculous, but the child knows. They have seen numerous bits of pornography. And so don't act like it's it's new. So I don't think that the Spring Lake School Board... Wait a minute. Sam says the Spring Lake School Board is the problem. Why are they the problem? I'm really confused, Sam. I'm going to try to call you. Maybe you can shed some light on this for me. Um, I don't know if I... I used to have... Wait a minute. Let me just look up Jew. No, I thought I had your number, but I, I guess I don't. Maybe you can clarify in an email. I don't have time because I got trivia coming up at uh, 1030 with Dale. Uh, ban and burn those books, he says. Not appropriate for children. Oh, you're definitely not into the vag slime. Spring Lake School Board, Tennessee fans, and the stupid president of the university. Uh, James Corden, asshole of the day. The new chatter called not Kenny. Book banning parents for assholes. See, Stevie loves vag slime. And Sam the Jew is not about vag slime for children. A mixed bag of nominations. 
who is going to be the asshole of the day? I am going to say it is James Corden. The asshole of the day brought to you by TC Paintball. There you go. That guy's a dick. Fuck that fat ass. Florida man says you got to ban and burn those chatters too. Now, come on now. Now you don't want to ban chatters. Sam says you got to be split on everything, like voting for Dixon and yes on Proposal 3. Oh, that's an interesting thing. Okay. Thank you so much for being here and enjoying the show. I love you all, despite me bitching at you. Till next time, have a good one. If you watch the show and like the show, and you are not on Patreon... Please consider making a donation of five or ten dollars a month. You guarantee that the content will continue. This is how I make my living, and I'm very, very dependent on you. Five or ten dollars a month, and you can join the Patreon for all of the additional content that I put up there. Thank you for thinking about it. Otherwise, just thank you for being a supporter of the show. Have a good one, folks. Till next time, bye-bye.